Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 124 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release the podcasts, but you can also listen to us on many other streaming services such as Stitcher and Google Play. Please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. It really does make a difference. Um, And now for this week's podcast. When uh, Billy Elliot, the movie that took the film world by surprise and storm in 2000, was adapted for the stage in 2005, ballet was still seen pretty much as an elitist art form, um, unaccessible to the everyday audience, especially children, even more so uh, young male children. But, you know, what that story has done to open up the genre of not just ballet, but dance has been incredible. And we have seen productions from dance companies such as Ron Bear or, or Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake. Uh, we've seen it turn the genre on its head. And um, among those companies I just mentioned is Ballet Boys. That's Ballet Boys with a Z or Z for those of you in America. Ballet Boys was founded in the same year that uh, Billy Elliot was released um, by ex-Royal Ballet dancers Michael Nunn and William Trevitt. Uh, they became associate Artists at Sadler's Wells in 2005 and 2013, they won the National Dance Award for Best Independent Company. Um, you can see their growth. They're now in their 19th year and have gone from those two original dancers to nearly a dozen and and have seen them move into a fantastic home in Kingston, uh, Surrey, on the outskirts of London. I, I was blown away by their space. And in June, uh, that's next week, guys, as of uh, recording this podcast, uh, it's, um, well, they're bringing their latest show, Them Us, to the Vaudeville Theatre in London's West End, which will be the Ballet Boys' first foray to the heart of theatre land. Now, I got to sit down with three of the boys, Matthew Sandiford, Bradley Waller, and Liam Riddick, in one of their dance studios in Kingston to chat to them about their dancing backgrounds, uh, the growth of the Ballet Boys team, and their amazing home as well as their excitement at heading into the West End for the very first time. Have a listen. 
My name's Liam. Okay. Uh, I'm Brad. Brad. I'm Matthew. Matthew. Liam, Brad, and Matthew. Excellent. And you are part of the Ballet Boys troupe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting here in your building. Ballet Boys has, has a building here in Kingston, which I didn't know about, which I feel really a bit stupid, you know. But um, and then walking in, you're gonna go, oh my god, it's a building. Yeah. You know, it's, a prom- it's not just a space; it's a building. It's lovely. Um, I don't know if he's been here the longest and whether this should preclude who takes the answer um, or the question. But can, can somebody give me just, you know, a, a background of where Ballet Boys um, came from? Like, what, what was the origin, where it started? So, uh, Michael and Billy um, William, uh, the directors of the company, um, were dancers with the Royal Ballet. Okay. Um, so they danced with the Royal Ballet Company for many years and uh, they decided they wanted to sort of do their own thing. Um, they work a lot with uh, video production as well um, and so they decided to fly the Royal Ballet Nest and start their own company um, initially with them dancing and performing themselves um, and they had other guest dancers and guest choreographers that would create work on both them and the other dancers um, and they wanted to work a lot on men dancing together mm. um, and that idea and sort of how they can achieve the image of males and females dancing together but with just men um, so they tried that and then they decided that they'd had enough of dancing and performing themselves and they set up a small company of I think 10 yeah, um, called The Talent um, and that was kind of a further experiment from what they'd been playing with and they wanted to it was 10 male dancers um, and it's kind of just flown from there really mm. um, currently six of us in the company is that, is that like a core six that take on all the I don't know the, the, I don't know what you call it I mean there's so much going on here so, I mean I think I honestly didn't realise I'm a bit I'm a bit kind of blown away by coming in and going wait you have you know ability classes ability dancing and kids dancing and, and oh you know starter ballet I mean this is so much going on here it's ridiculous mm-hmm. I have to put loads in the show notes which is <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay so that started when, when did you when did that was that 2010 10 I think yeah. yeah I can see how it's grown physically but how has it grown as a group of, of Dancers and people who've got kind of a, I don't know, like arena to kind of build something out? Good question. I suppose with most things, it's kind of matured. It's, um, and the company has, has really found their feet now. I think um, when you're starting out, you, you're experimenting a lot and playing with the possibility of sort of reaching a place that you want to get to. And I think slowly but surely, that's what the company's done mm-hmm. and continues to do. And I think Michael and Billy are really clever at forward thinking and looking for the next idea and possibility and sort of running towards it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the tricky thing is it's kind of... Uh, I've been here for about five years now as a dancer and it always seemed that the, the ethos of the company was kind of to try new things um, in dance, not mm-hmm. kind of you know, become complacent and kind of play it safe. Michael and Billy always kind of like to push dance or performance um, in new ways and it's kind of maintaining that Mm. as years go by, you know, always looking for something new to do Um, and I I think they they manage it, we always seem to be, each year 
we seem to be doing something new or something different, um, which is good for us because it challenges us, it kind of keeps us on our toes. Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of something that's quite special about this company is that it's, it's forever mm. growing, it's not just this thing that kind of stays the same. Yeah. Um, how, was it always a dream to be a ballet dancer? I started really young. Mm. I started when I was six. So it's kind of all I've ever done mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> by choice. I wasn't forced into dance. I asked to go to dance class, which was a shock, I think. Um, I don't know why I went. I wanted to go. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, it's something that I just loved and clicked with. Mm. So I was quite shy, didn't really know. Oh, I didn't have like an ambition or something really early. You know, some people want to be something really quick. Like all I knew how to do at the time was dance and I knew it was something that I could play to my strength at mm -hmm. um, and I started with like tap and jazz and ballet and modern and all that kind of stuff and it wasn't until I was about 14 that I started to get involved in like contemporary and a bit more a bit of different styles and things and then I realised then that I could I could do that as a career and I could make money out of it <clears throat> so I was um, that was the only thing in my head like yeah. school was school yeah. passed my GCSEs and then I was like see you later out of here exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that's it I went to college and studied contemporary dance and then trained in London and I was with the company previous to this one for eight years yeah. and then I joined these guys last October so I haven't been here a year yet you're the baby I'm the baby but I'm also the granddad of the company <laughs> I'm also the old kid in the background <laughs> who can barely lift his leg by 90 <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was attracted to Ballet Boys because mm. the company I was with last time, as amazing as they are, um, they uh, work a lot with their artistic director and associate choreographer, mm. whereas with Ballet Boys, um, you get the opportunity to work with loads of different choreographers yeah. and you get to be involved in amazing projects like who they work with, with children uh, with severe learning difficulties mm. or... Um, uh, they have a Parkinson's kind of dance program. They have so many different elements that you can be a part of as a company so you're not just tied down to being a dancer in a company. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, the tours are great. We get to go internationally and nationally and um, we get to do exciting things like the West End. When I think of dance and I think of theatre as well, it's like Billy Elliot's is the, is the ballet, you know, that's our musical theatre equivalent, you know, and um, I know that it's, that has definitely broken down barriers for a large portion of the population who kind of saw ballet as as an elitist art form, you know, it, but to see um, the story of a working class boy, you know, kind of coming through. How important is it for you to kind of, I, I don't know, maybe not carry on that message, but, but just kind of go, hey, listen, we come from all different backgrounds, you know, we, we literally are all over the country, all over the world coming and dancing ballet. How important is that to you guys to kind of carry that message forward from the ballet boys' standpoint? Massively. Yeah, I think it is really important. I mean, Billy Elliot came out, I don't know when it came out. God, God, like, it was, uh, years ago. And yeah, it was like... It was a big turning point. Yeah, not groundbreaking, but it was in the sense that no one had really made a film or anything like commercial yeah. about that, about guys dancing and coming from maybe a deprived background or or coming from a small town or something. But I think nowadays with it's almost becoming fashionable to dance. Yeah. Like with there's it's a lot there's a lot more televised dancing with mm -hmm. sort of things like Strictly and mm. So You Think You Dance and Got to Dance and Greatest Dancer and all this kind of stuff. And it does put a lot of emphasis on guys, but it's great nowadays that you don't necessarily I mean there's still a push to get guys to dance, but more boys are being attracted to it from like 
the physicality of it mm. and the, the uh, just a way of expressing energy and things mm. is not seen as just something that's girly anymore and, and yeah. like even girls who do it are, bit, are like not so I don't say prissy you know, not yeah. like, so like ballet like, yeah. there's so many more different options now and, but yeah I think it's, a, it's still great to be a guy doing it at this level yeah. encouraging younger guys to continue it on you know and yeah. carry, carry the flag a little bit we try and do a lot of workshops to where we tour um, nationally as well so that the local kids and schools mm. get a taster yeah. of what we're doing and also because we're the ones teaching it's cool for them to experience a workshop with us and then come and see the show so that we show them that it is possible and we're not these untouchable dancers on stage yeah. you know we're delivering workshops as well do you often come up against that barrier of well, hold on it's dancing is for girls you, you said I mean you didn't allude to it that, you know some people can say it's pretty whatever but um is that something that you kind of, when you go into schools, you maybe see a bit of that or find a bit of it? Or? Mm. Very occasionally you do, I would say, um, to, a, to a degree. But I think not so much these days, okay. uh, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, and it actually surprises me now when we do go to a school and there is still this kind of stigma attached to young boys dancing I, mm. it's kind of old fashioned it's out of date and that way of thinking mm. is kind of yeah it surprises me I, I mean when I first started dancing I had this fear I felt that fear of kind of letting everybody know so I danced for a year before even telling any of my friends thinking that they would kind of laugh and make poke fun at it um, and then when I actually finally told them all that I, I danced and and it was the opposite. They were so encouraging. They loved it. Um, yeah, so you kind of... You also have this idea in your head of how you think people are going to respond, and it's not always that way. It's um, actually could be quite positive as well. So yeah. it's, it's just getting over that hurdle almost. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That is encouraging. Mm. It's really good to hear. Opera. You know, opera houses... You know, the Royal Opera House does too, but Ian really has been doing it um, like getting trying to get a crossover audience in to see them so in you know with, with, with Sunset Boulevard and, and Chess and now they've got Mano La Mancha um, you know they're trying to get a new audience in as well with you guys coming to the West End um, is, is that something you're hoping to tap into like to go hey, listen if you come and see something you may not have seen before and so it is theatre it is theatrical um, is that something you're trying to achieve, to achieve going to the West End this, with this show? I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we want to expose contemporary <coughs> dance and the company to as many different people as, as we can. I think ballet boys are quite clever at sort of catering to a, a wide variety of people and audience um, anyway, but I think this is a real opportunity for us to say, look, this is what we do. Mm. Um, and, yeah, hopefully expose... Um, the contemporary dance world to people that maybe aren't quite so familiar with it Mm. and I think this is a perfect show for us to do that it's such a rich I'd say flavourful show Um, hopefully there's something in it for everyone Um, I think it's going to be refreshing as well because there's so many musicals on the West End and people will go and see them because they know it's safe Mm. they know it's safe they know exactly what they're going to get they're going to get songs they're going to get dance they're going to get 
big production value. They're going to get all yeah. The, yeah, they're going to get everything. They're going to get their complete money's worth. But you'll get your money's worth coming to see yeah. us as well because yeah. I'm not blowing around trumpet saying like, we've got this, we've got that. But it is something different yeah. to what's on that same street. Mm. And I think if people are a bit more encouraged to take a risk and buy a ticket, they'll be pleasantly surprised. Such a good segue, guys. You guys do my job for you. So tell me about the show then. <laughs> what, what, what are you bringing to the West End? So the show that we're doing uh, at Boardville is um, a double bill. Um, it's a show that we have been touring this, over this last year. And it's the first piece in the show is created by a choreographer called Christopher Wielden. He's, Who has American Paris. Yes. yes. Yeah, Dominion. Yeah, yeah, so he's um, originally he was a dancer with the, the Royal Ballet mm. and he, he then choreographed a lot for the Royal Ballet and now he choreographs for dance companies all around the mm. world. Um, so he comes from a very classical background. Um, he's, he's drifted more into kind of neoclassical, so with contemporary influences and things like that. And yeah, so the first the first half of the show is, is choreographed by him and then the second half is actually choreographed by us um, internally as a company. Um, I'm not going to say that it's choreographed just by the dancers. Yeah. I, I would say that it's a, a company creation. It's, um, it's been created by everybody, cool. whether that's the, the dancers, the directors, the, the music composer, the lighting designer. It's kind of everything came together that's to create, create the second half of the show, um, which is something we've never done before as a company. Um, it was really exciting to work in that way for us. It was kind of a big taking a big leap of faith, just because we didn't know what the outcome would be. Um, but you just you never know until until you take that first step. Mm. And then um, yeah, so we just kind of ran with it. In the end, it kind of gained momentum. We became excited about it. Um, yeah, and it's been an incredible experience that to see what we've all come up to up with together yeah. in the collaboration. Uh, just adding to that, um, the in-house creation um, is like a it's like a mixed album, isn't it? It's a, sort of a, a variety piece of all of our different uh, qualities and ways of moving as a unit. Um, so that's kind of a choppy piece, I'd say. And then Chris's piece is has got sort of a darker tone. It looks at human interaction and. The connection of us dancers, but in a slightly different way to the other piece. So, how excited are you guys? I know this is a silly question, but how excited are you? Are you is, have you been on the West End before? No, uh, really? So, how many people are in the, in the company that are going to be on the West End? Is it just the three of you on stage? On the yeah. Six. Six. Yeah. Have, has, has anybody been on the West End? I don't think so. No, no, no I don't think, no, so. I don't think so. I'm sure Harry's been on there one point. Harry, out of anybody, <laughs> Harry's maybe the one that's okay. going to <laughs> that's, that's, that's really cool. Like, I mean, is that, what does that mean to you guys? I, mean, I know it's a simple, silly question, because when I made my West End debut, I was over the moon. I, could, <laughs> I cried. And what does it mean to you guys, making West End debuts? With the piece that you've created, how yeah. cool is that? It's a little bit surreal. I think it feels very different to if we were stepping into a show that already exists there. Yeah. But it feels almost even more exciting because we're taking our baby with us. Um, it feels like there's a lot of pressure, but sort of self-pressure to, to do our best and um, give the people the best. Yeah. Um, but also, it just it feels like it's going to be great anyway because we've already got it together, mm. do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's really exciting because it's so prestigious when you think of West End, and even people from abroad or tourists when they come to London know what West the West End yeah. is. Uh, so it's so famous um, throughout the world, and as Matt said, to, to to be able to do it and do our own show to bring our own style and going back to what Liam said actually the thing that kind of excites me the most about going to West End is doing something different to what is normally on mm. you know you West End is so famous for having such story driven shows mm. there's always such a strong narrative um, whereas you don't get that with with us it's, um, it's a lot more abstract in a way and I think I don't want that to kind of deter people from you know being curious oh, it's, it's, it's almost yeah. it keeps it very fresh and mm. people are, are able to come and just enjoy it and relax almost and kind of not yeah, yeah yeah not worry and maybe it, it creates conversation between yeah, people yeah. like what did you feel like what did you make of it and, it's, and that's what's exciting for me when you listen to people after the show and it's kind of like what did it mean to you mm. and people have such different interpretations of what they thought the show was about um, and I think that's really cool mm. that's really exciting for me very very cool um, last one last one uh, thank you for your time guys um, why should somebody come and see them us which is on the vaudeville theatre mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there you go we've got two weeks to see it so why should come, somebody come and see them us I'd go and see the show for the variety. You have uh, a variety of movement and dancing styles alongside beautiful lighting that really sort of wraps up within the material alongside an amazing score. Charlotte Harding, who created the music for them, and Keaton Henson, who created the music for us. It's something different. I would, I would encourage audiences to not be afraid. Like you know what you're getting like don't get me wrong I love musical theatre mm. I love it I will go to every single musical if I can every single night but because this is something different don't be afraid to get a ticket and yeah. be don't be scared to be challenged or yeah just take a chance you never know because I'm pretty sure you will enjoy yeah. I don't want to say that because it's like it's a great show but you can say yeah. it's fine <laughs> but it's, it's an exciting show like there's yeah. a lot of energy in it it's very buzzy and there's so much to take in mm. with regards to music set lighting dance everything it's yeah it's a bit of a ride which I hope everyone would want to go on excellent I would just say the same thing that Liam has just said really <laughs> um, yeah it's that whole thing you don't know how much you're going to love something until you've given it a go mm. until you've tried it um, yeah so I think take that risk yeah book, yeah, book your tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but just, yeah, taking that risk to see something completely new, I think, is an amazing thing. That's how you discover, you discover things. Mm-hmm. And anyone that we've spoken to that have seen the show want to see it again. Um, so purely out of just, just taking that chance of seeing mm-hmm. it for the first time is, um, it, yeah, I think people will be very surprised. Um, yeah, the whole maybe preconception of what they think Ballet Boys is will be changed when they've seen the show mm. that's all you need that's all you want <laughs> thank you so much guys Bradley Waller Matthew Sandiford and Liam Riddick three of the world renowned ballet boys 
Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping notes. If you're a theater professional, head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. Please do follow us on all the socials. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CurtainCall. All one word, all lowercase, and you can follow me at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Liam Riddick, Matthew Sandiford, and Bradley Waller, and the entire company at Ballet Boys. Also, thanks to Lydia and Sue Ann and everyone else at the corner shop for organizing my visit. If you want to find out more of what the Ballet Boys are getting up to at their Kingston base and around the country, if not the world, and what classes they offer, and boy, do they offer a bunch of classes, head on over to their website at BalletBoys.com. That is B-A-L-L-E-T-B-O-Y-Z, or Z. Um, I will put links to those uh, on the show notes. And if you want to see their latest show, Them Us, you can do so uh, from this this Monday, the 3rd uh, to the 15th of June, 2019, at the Vaudeville Theatre in London. Book tickets directly from their site, where you can also find out a bit more about their shows. Uh, I cannot wait to see it myself. Thanks for listening to the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.